Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Hollywood Pipeline Podcast. I am Dax Holt. I am joined by Mr. Adam Glenn, and we have a very special guest. I'm going to get right into him because he's in between surgeries right now, so we don't have him for very long. Dr. Miami, welcome. Thank you for having me, Jackson Adam. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're talking about butt lifts. We're just talking about butt lifts. Dude, I mean, what a life. I mean, is it is this right now the best time to be a plastic surgeon for what you do? It really is, and it's only getting better. It's really, it's like the future's brighter than my teeth. It's amazing. <laughs> what, how did you actually fall into plastic surgery? You know, like how, why plastic surgery before all the other type of doctors? I mean, it's a long, long story, um, but basically, um, you know, the first time I, I walked into a plastic surgeon's office um, on his desk was this like wedding album of pictures, like 1990, like pre-internet um, of before, before and after pictures. And I just started perusing through it and it looked like magic, you know, I'm like where the hell did the nose go? Where, how'd the breasts get there? It just seemed like amazing, like Harry Potter, you know? Um, and I just fell in love with, especially then. And I, I'd done nothing but you know, study and, and practice plastic surgery for almost 30 years, so it's that's unbelievable. It. I, and I know that you've worked on some celebrities yourself, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, a whole bunch. Like are you allowed half, to say who? Are, like are half of the Bad Girls Club, uh, you know, <laughs> like 80% of the Teen Moms, <laughs> whole bunch of, like a whole episode of Love and Hip Hop, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. So when these people come to you, you know, how often do people come and say, hey, I want a butt that looks like Kim Kardashian, I want, uh, Angelina Jolie's uh, jawline, you know? How very, very often, very often. I mean, most people, um, if they don't have a celebrity they want to look like, they have like pages and pages of, of Instagram famous people that they want to look like. So, um, yeah, I mean, well, look, it's amazing these days, but you can really, um, I mean, you can't copy and paste somebody else's butt onto your body, but, you know, it does help me figure out what you're looking for. What's, you know? what's the most requested body part of a celebrity like someone's body part whose is it or do you want us um, to guess because we'll guess we like guessing games we do oh okay so um it was it was Nicki minaj's butt for a while okay um and then it became kim and now it's kylie and a whole bunch of you know instagram people that people love um but yeah it's usually the butts more than anything the breasts there's no like one breast that people like, but with the butts, it's a lot of the uh, a lot of Kardashians, half the Kardashian family. It's so funny. Uh, so, do you feel like more more people request already fake butts then? Because it's not like it's not going Jessica Alba. They're going yeah, no, for Nicki no, Minaj, they're, yeah, they're, who clearly no, is real. So, you know, most of the people that come in, they want they want to know that there's a difference. In other words, they want to get their money's worth. They want people to you know turn around stop traffic, cause accidents, whatever, when they pass so that people see their butt. Um, that's most people. But then there's a subsection of people that just want to look natural and kind of go under the radar. Um, and it's easy for me. I do both, you know, whatever, whatever floats your boat. 
Um, but the majority of people do want a little bit of a kind of a fake look, I would say. Is there ever a point where you go, guys, this is, I do not recommend this. This is not going to look good. You're going to be too big. You're not going to be able to sit down. You're not going to be able to have stand up, whatever the case is. It's ma- mainly, I mean, they'll be able to sit down and stand up, but wiping their butt is hard. That's, <laughs> that's where I, if you can't wipe your own butt, it's a problem. You know? Is there one celebrity in Hollywood who are like, man, they have the best plastic surgery, uh, you know, and my, my yeah, son- I mean, yeah, I mean, hands down, J Lo. I, I think she made a deal with the devil. I don't know what she's doing or eating or ingesting or injecting. Or, I don't know, but she looks amazing. What about Christy Brinkley? Yeah, she looks pretty good. She looks great. I mean, you know, I mean, especially considering like her skin is like real thin. And like, if you, if, if you would have bet me like 15 years ago, I think she would not going to age well based on her skin type, is real real thin and tends to have not such great elasticity, but she has some good work done and she looks really good. Yeah, I which is another one. Amazing. Yeah. Would you say that majority of Hollywood stars have had plastic surgery? All of them. Really? <laughs> I mean, I, I, look, I'm, I'm not gonna you know, put my hand on a Bible and say all of them, like 90, 100%, but you know, look, let's face it. They all have Botox. They all have fillers. They all do stuff. It's their business. This is their money maker, you know, yeah. and their body. So why wouldn't they? You know, it's it's a rare person that has genes that will you know carry them through their thirties without any help. You now, know what I mean? Do you consider yeah. plastic surgery? I'm sorry, lipo, Botox. Is Botox considered plastic surgery? It is. I mean, technically, yeah. I mean, technically. So you're injecting toxin into your face so that you will have less wrinkles. I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's a thing. Okay. You, know? you, you being in this profession, yeah. would you get Botox? Do you get Botox? Yes. Yeah. Yes, of course. Of course. Interesting. Every three months I, I stab myself in the, in the face. Every time I, every, every three months I forget how painful it is to do it to yourself. It's a lot easier to have somebody else do it, but I'm, you know, just the convenience of being able to just do it to yourself whenever you want to. So I, I was, this is what I was told. I mean, I got I guess I have to say the word allegedly that people like Rob Lowe, the Brad Pitts, they get uh, like muscle HGH or they take in their face or, you know, they take they, to make their face and their skin seem a lot stronger. What do you think these guys take people like Brad Pitt in the male? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they take testosterone. That's easy. That's like, you know, low hanging fruit. Uh, a lot of guys over 40 use testosterone, whether it's pellets or injections. HGH is a little bit of a higher level thing, but I don't see why they wouldn't. If they're, if they're, you know, if they probably get like top of the line doctors to prescribe it at the right dosage, should be taken at the right time. And that stuff does make a difference. It does make your skin tighter and your muscles bigger, and you know, you lose the subcutaneous fat that people get as they get older, and you just look more ripped. And it, the side effects are fairly minor as far as we can tell. So I, I'm sure that, it, again, it's their livelihood. I don't see why they wouldn't, you know? What, what side effects are there when you take something like that, the testosterone or the HGH? Well, I mean, with testosterone, your, your testicles shrink down to the size of raisins, you know, if <laughs> you take it long term. Um, so, but that's, normal that's for not Adam. a problem for Brad. I think he's got like eight kids already, so <laughs> probably not, not that big a deal. Um, you know, you can get like increased sexual thoughts, you know, like just if you have like three sexual thoughts a minute, you'll have like 20 if you're on testosterone. Wow. Um, those are the, the typical side effects. I mean, roid rage might be a thing. We don't know. But, you know, it, it's, it, it definitely increases your aggression. Uh, those are the main side effects. Like long term, whether it causes cancers and things like that, we don't really know. 
it's not really been studied that well, especially the growth hormone. It potentially could could cause some problems down the road, but you know, these, these things are fairly new. All right, so doctor, I'm gonna need you to turn around, look at yeah. that image of Adam on the screen and tell me what <laughs> you would do to his face. What does he need work on? Oh, nothing. To touch it would be malpractice. He's perfect. perfect. <laughs> Are you sure? I mean, there could be some things, Doctor. Look really close. It's just, I don't know if you can Smile fix big. Smile these, big. These are dimples, so you can't fix those. There's no fillers <laughs> that could go in there. Yeah. Uh -huh. Jawline is crisp. Got the, the, the dimple there in the chin. Yeah, I mean, God, he's perfect. Why does he always have to be perfect? I needed one person to confirm he wasn't perfect, and you failed me. No, he's, uh, I, I, if they ever do a reboot of ER, I think you probably start. Good. <laughs> so, right, let me ask you this: What are your thoughts of all the other doctors that go on these Hollywood TV shows? You know, there's the show on E. You know, is there? Are you guys in the same community? Is there a beef among you guys? Is it who's trying to get the most celebrities? What is the vibe? No, not really. Look, I'm in Miami, so I'm like in my own lane here. The guys in Hollywood, I'm sure they duke it out, you know, for the celebrities in town over there. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm fortunate in that way. You know, it, it, the, the, definitely the plastic surgery uh, community in Miami, we all play nicely together in the, in the sandbox. I don't know what it's like in Hollywood. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll see some of those guys in conferences and things like that, but it's all cool. Look, there's so many, there's such a huge demand for plastic surgery, not just among celebrities, but among, you know, just everybody. Um, so it's not really, it's not really, we don't really duke it out. So, so one, one thing that I keep seeing popping up in the news that I think it sounds really scary is all these like botched surgeries where someone goes in for a Brazilian butt lift yeah. it ends up being, they get like oil injected. Next thing you know, the person dies. Like, what is it about these Brazilian yeah. butt lifts? that's like people are doing all wrong? right. Right. So, okay. So first of all, the, the, like I said before, the demand for making your butt bigger is skyrocketed over, over the last 10 years. And it's sort of the demand has outpaced the supply of competent, medically trained, uh, you know, practitioners to deliver what people want. So um, on the one hand, you have these like back alley practitioners that, you know, will inject anything, silicone, uh, fix a flat in the back of a hair salon or a hotel room or something. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, cheaply, you know, like for a thousand bucks. Um, it's a, it sounds crazy, right? Like who would do that, right? Sorry, guys. But, I, know, okay. I um, apologize. Keep going. I'm, okay, yeah. So I was saying, so you know, there there are these uh, these people who will pay like a thousand bucks to have whatever injected by whomever in a hotel room, or something, and that's really dangerous because you don't really know what they're injecting, and if they inject in the wrong place with a sharp needle, it can go into your bloodstream and kill you. And we've got a, a few real tragic cases of that all over the country. Then on the other level, um, there are um, a lot of there's a lot of people that uh, do the Brazilian butt lift operation, which is completely different than what we just talked about with the injections of the silicone. A Brazilian butt lift is where you take the fat from the areas of the body you don't want it, like your tummy, your flanks, your arms, whatever, love handles. Take that fat out and then you inject that into your butt. So you get a narrower waist and a more voluptuous curves. That's a fantastic operation when it's done correctly and safely. The problem is if you inject that fat deep into the muscle or into one of the veins that are, in, that are uh, deep in that area, that fat can then go through the bloodstream and lodge in your heart and lungs and kill you. And we've had you know, 13 or 14 deaths in South Florida in the last you know, six or seven years. 
um, from that, you know, from that out from that problem. So the, the issue is, you know, if you're going to have this operation, you got to make sure you go to a doctor that knows what they're doing, that can do it safely. Um, the questions you need to ask are, if you're if you're a consumer, if you're a patient thinking about having this, is you know what kind of cannulas does the doctor use? Are they sharp or are they blunt tipped? If they're sharp, they can accidentally pierce a vein or a muscle and inject in the wrong spot. So you want the doctor to say use blunt tipped cannulas. And then second, you want to make sure he injects on top of the muscle and not into the muscle or below the muscle. If he injects into the muscle or below the muscle, which which is a practice that's been outlawed here in Florida. Uh, for the last couple of months, the uh, Board of Medicine put a, a moratorium on that, um, then obviously you should not go to that person. The fat needs to be injected on top of the muscle under the skin. So those are the two important questions people need to ask. And then, and then thirdly, is you get what you pay for. You know, Do your homework. If it sounds too good to be true and too cheap and, and things don't look right or sketchy, just don't do it. It's not worth losing your life for. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I have this organization called the World Association of Gluteal Surgeons, which is about 150 surgeons in 37 countries uh, that know how to do this operation correctly. And we've kind of formed a, an organization together to educate each other and to educate the public uh, what to look for so that everybody stays safe. I feel like a lot of people get these surgeries. Uh, well, a lot of people go down to South America for these surgeries. Why? Okay, it's cheaper down there. Uh, and again, there's nothing wrong with going to another country for surgery if you know the specific surgeon you're going to. There's fantastic surgeons in Brazil and Colombia and the Dominican Republic. There's in Mexico, there's good surgeons everywhere. The problem is there's also bad surgeons everywhere. So just because you're going someplace out of the country doesn't necessarily mean it, make it more dangerous. However, if you don't speak the language and you don't know the lay of the land and you don't have any references for the actual surgeon you're going to in Colombia or Brazil or Mexico, then it becomes a more dangerous proposition because the regulations there are not as stringent. And if anything goes wrong, you're screwed, basically, you know? Um, and and, and it, it's tragic, but people die, you know, every day in the DR, uh, not every day, but I say, you know, every week I hear about another death in the DR um, from some of these places that are, that are a little bit too cheap and maybe not as well regulated. So. I always get these emails for group, like all these Groupon emails for Botox. Yeah. You know, what, what? It's fine. I, I mean, that's fine. You can, do, you can do Botox on a Groupon. I mean, look, the worst thing that happens if your Botox goes wrong is your eye will droop or your mouth will droop for like three months, but then it goes back to normal. Oh my God, you don't want you. that. I don't want a Groupon droopy that's lip. Well, I'm just saying, it's not going to kill you, and you might save 50 bucks, you know? But on the other hand, if it goes well, you save 50 bucks. Okay, so... But, one, but one, a Brazilian butt lift is not something that should be bought on a Groupon. That is something you need to really shop for. So one thing that Adam and, I, and Adam and I have discussed for a while is he always complains that he has a small penis. Now, yes. Yes. tell me about I've this penis that. implant that. surgery that uh, was just performed. Yeah, so, so the doctor's name is Dr. Ellis in Beverly Hills. He has been working on this penis implant for more than 10 years. It finally got FDA approval in the springtime in May, I believe. He's still the only one that actually does it. So I went there to see him do it, and my mind was blown. Um, I actually put it on my Snapchat, put it on my YouTube channel. It's, it's a pretty incredible operation. So is it making it bigger or is bigger, it for someone that can't get bigger. it up? Like, what is it for? No, no, no. It's not for people who can't get it. That's different. This is actually for, this is just for aesthetic purposes. In other words, you have to have a working penis for this operation to, you know, to be beneficial, right? Um, so basically, just like women get breast implants, this is a penis implant. It's, it's shaped like a... Like a penis, I guess. You know, like a like a sleeve of a penis. Okay. The top two thirds of it. 
right? It's, it's as long as you know, it comes in three sizes, you know, large, extra large, and extra, extra large. There's no, nobody wants a medium or a small, apparently. Um, but, and they, you know, he just, he makes an incision in the suprapubic area, and then he flips the penis inside out, lays this implant on, sews it in, and flips it back. Oh my God. So it ends up being a, a little bit longer and, and much thicker. Um, and also, just like in the locker room, it, because it's just like a solid silicone, it never like, you don't have any shrinkage, you know, like in the Seinfeld episode. Yeah. I so, got to imagine this man is going to be a bazillionaire then. <laughs> With yes, the amount of yes. pills I, I, and I, I exercises tend to agree. That's, why I, that's why I flew myself out there to see it happen. I, I, wow. you, need to get, you need to get going on those ASAP. You will be a very, very, very rich man. Well, you know, it's funny you should mention that. He's flying to Miami, hopefully October, November. We're going to do, do a couple cases together here. So I'm very eager to learn how this operation works. And Adam, if you want to volunteer. Oh, man. I don't know if my insurance covers that. Um, it definitely doesn't. It definitely yeah. does not cover that. Yeah, that might not work with my insurance. You know? <laughs> but, but, you know, you, you can't have sex for six weeks afterwards, too. That might That's the downer, you know. You gotta let it heal. <laughs> Do you really think this surgery could really take off and really kind of become very popular, especially in Hollywood? Do you think some celebrities? Uh, I mean, let, let me put it this way: I, I I went in to watch him do the surgery, and I had I had the feeling like I was watching the Wright brothers take off a Kitty Hawk. <laughs> I mean, like like I could see this. <laughs> you know, this is that's the equivalent. Like where this is gonna be in ten years or twenty years, it's like where. Is like supersonic jets. I mean, who knows? We're going to be bionic. You know what well, I mean? But like, here's the bigger question. So yeah. it may look bigger, but is it going to have a bunch of scar lines on it? So you're going to have a Freddy no, Krueger, no, no, no. Frankenstein the scar wiener. Like, it's like a, it's a little scar that's hidden in the hair bearing area of the suprapubic skin. You can't even see it. It's like, I'm telling you, it's like really quite impressive. Wow. How do you not get squeamish? How do you not like just, oh. if I saw this stuff happen, I would throw up. Like I literally... I would faint. How do you not, how do you get used to that? Uh, you know what? It's, it's, I've never really had a problem with that. Even, I remember even like in seventh grade, dissecting frogs and stuff for biology, it never really bothered me. And then they, they kind of beat it out of you in med school. You can't be, if you're falling over, passing out every time, you know, something I, I, gross happens. I literally can't watch it. the surgery shows. Like someone goes to do a nose job and they start getting a chisel and a hammer up in that shit. Yeah. I am, I am out. I can't do yeah, it. Yeah, oh, I know. I give you credit. It's not, it's not. It's not for everybody to watch, but but the before and afters do look good. So what, you just you know fast forward to the end. What is so your favorite friend? surgery to do? Exactly. That's all I was gonna ask. What's your favorite surgery to do? So so my favorite surgery is the Brazilian butt lift right now. Um, I think the, the most difficult surgery or the most uh, demanding surgery is the nose job. I think it's the most complicated, most interesting. The butt lift is not that interesting, but I just love watching that change. You know, going from square to curvy. Um, and it makes me really, really happy. Um, but who knows? Maybe this, uh, you know, dick implant is going to be the next, uh, <laughs> next big thing. It's going to be. So, it will, I'm sure. When guys come in, what do guys mostly want? Besides, do they just want fillers or Botox or nose jobs? What would you say the most? For liposuction. Um, they want liposuction. They want nose jobs. They want chin implants. They want gynecomastia, you know, like male breast reduction. That's a big popular thing with men. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. God, man, this is insane. This is so, so interesting. Is there one it. celebrity in Hollywood? Who's oh, the one? Oh, one second. I'm sorry. One second. Sorry. Oh, yeah. I love yes, the throne. Yes. Be right down. Okay. Bye. 
Okay. Yeah, they're calling me to mark the next patient. I'm sorry about that, but they're... Interesting. What's the, which celebrity in Hollywood do you think had the, like, if you saw them, like, man, I could have done such a better job with their plastic surgery? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, Mickey O'Rourke from... Oh, yeah, his, he's a little stretchy. Yeah, the, you know, and, and also... Um, well, do you ever look at someone and you go, I could Al Pacino. That? I mean, like, a lot of the men in Hollywood, they, like, they go wrong when they try to lift their brows. It just, like, feminizes their face. It makes them look kind of surprised. And, like, they're actors, you know? They need to show some grit and some, you know, Emotion. I don't know, depth. And I feel like when, they, when, when men do those facelifts and the brows go up, it, I think they lose something there. Interesting. You got to age like Clint, like Clint Eastwood in Hollywood, you know? Just go with it. Go with it. Yeah. Yeah. Women can't do that, unfortunately. It sucks. No, so they can't. What a double standard I mean, we no, have. I mean, look, like Meryl Streep can. There's a few that are able to get away with it, you know, because their talent is just so deep and we're just so in love with them. But you're right. It's, it's or, kind of or it's just that they've stuck by their guns and they don't want to do it. And we then look past it and go, oh, look how talented they are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know. But it, it definitely is a double standard. It's not fair, but uh, that's how it is. Yeah. I feel like you have great, like, like gay guys have gaydar, but you have, like, plastic surgery dar, where you walk around like, oh, they had work done. Oh, they had work all done. All day. All day. It's all day. So, and, like, so it's weird because it, it goes both ways. So people will come up to me and, like, just ask me what they should do or what they, you know, is this good? Is this scar good? Did they did I have good work? But then also I'll just, like, in an airport just stare at people. And I, they don't know who I am, but I just look like a weirdo. You know? <laughs> I, you know, I'll be like... Well, you know, do you need to go? I know, I know that you have surgery coming up. Yeah, wanna... they just they call me to mark the next patient. But, okay, uh, well, we got. I mean, we can go two more questions or something. Perfect, <laughs> perfect. I, I don't want to hold you back from making some greatness downstairs. It's, so. uh, it's, they, they are going to be great too. The next one's going to be really great. Yeah. Is <laughs> one celebrity in Hollywood that you know has not gotten any work done? They just naturally look great. Like, can oh. you? Someone no, can't, can't name one. Wow. Wow, that's insane. They've all gotten work done. Everyone, you could train as much you want, do as much you want, but they've all gotten work done. That's amazing. I mean, you got to look around. I mean, when you look, see them on look, TV look, and they look, haven't look, aged in like and, and 30 it started years. Younger, it's starting younger and younger. You know what I mean? There used to be uh, you know, people in Hollywood in their 20s that, you know, didn't have that, you know, that were all natural, but even now in their 20s, they've had you know, things here and there. Yeah. So I, yeah. The preventative, they're going in early, get the preventative going in stuff. preventative, they're getting breast implants, even if they're small, or, you know, they're doing things here and you're getting the butt lifts to, you know, just look a little perkier. What's the, lar tough. what's the largest size breast you've ever given on someone? So I've only get, ever given a thousand cc's, but there are, Sorry, uh, what but I've that? seen patients that have come in, a thousand cc's is like, you know, like a two liter bottle of Coke. But what does that translate into, into like cup size? Oh, cup size, a million. I don't know, H, double H or something, Jeez. huge. But they, but, but I have seen, um, I've seen like special order custom jobbies you can get from Europe or China or someplace. I've seen them in patients that have come in for consultations that are like 2,000 cc's. They're huge. They're like, you know, just on the fetish ground. size. You know, not like normal. Yeah, and how many of your patients that get these really large breasts 
and then years later come back and they're like, I can't do it anymore. Take these all out. Of, all, of, all of them come back eventually to have them removed and made and lifted. But they get a good 10, 15 years out of it. You know, they get their money's worth. But then eventually either they have kids or they get older into their 30s and 40s. Um, there's, there's a few exceptions, but usually by the time they're 50, they're, they want them out. They want, they want their back to feel better and all that. Has a guy ever got his balls Botox, like the wrinkles out of it? Scrotox, you mean? Scrotox. I like it. Um, I've never done it, and I don't know if other people have or haven't. I'm sure it's been tried somewhere. Yeah, but who needs, yeah. who needs the wrinkles Botox on their every, balls? People have put Botox in every part of their body, including their anus, you know, to relax it, cranial fissures and things like that. So, oh, I mean, what? yeah. Anal right fissures? The, yeah, anal fissures. Well, That's a, what, and your, your insurance pays for that, actually. What is it? That, What's an anal fissure? What? What's an anal fissure? So it's a, like a tear in the mucosa of the um, from the from the anus muscle being like too tight, let's say, or uh, spasming, you know, and uh, it tears. And so every time the muscle contracts, it kind of gets worse and scars. So you, you put Botox in, it relaxes the sphincter a little bit and the anal musculature, so it doesn't tear. But yeah, so when you saw, um, the point is that people put Botox in pretty much every part of the body. So I wouldn't be surprised if someone's done Scrotox. That's amazing. Doc, you got an interesting life. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very interesting and it's crazy to, I feel like people would be almost self-conscious walking around you because you'd be like, oh, I could do your eyebrows better. I could get you a better facelift. I can make your dick bigger. Yeah. You can make my penis bigger. <laughs> no one has been able to do that yet. You might be the first one. I can't wait. I mean, God, the future really is amazing. What a time to be alive. <laughs> well, thank you so much, doctor. It was great meeting you. Uh, people nice can find you on Instagram at the real Dr. The real Miami. Dr. Miami. And then you've got your media. YouTube page. Look up Dr. Miami on YouTube. Thank TikTok, you so much. You name it. <laughs> All right. Good luck with your surgery. Thanks. All right. <laughs> Bye. Thanks, guys. Thank you, doc. All right. Well, that was crazy. That was scary. That was, <laughs> I was cringing the entire time. My penis did wiggle a little bit, but. Uh, <laughs> so the best part is, you know, when he started talking and then like the audio came on on my side and I like kind of screwed yeah. up the conversation, I was going to watch the penis implant YouTube video. And I was like, I'm going to watch it because I, he, they literally sent it to me to be like, here, you guys can talk about this. So I went to watch it, and then the like, audio went crazy, then I couldn't hear you guys, so I'm sorry, but uh, I, got, uh, I got confused up with the ween. It's interesting to hear his take on, like, it's, it's actually refreshing to hear that, in his, in his opinion, that every single celebrity in Hollywood has had some sort of work done. Yeah, you know, because we but all I think, think he's I think he's work. being realistic, because I think that is the case. And I, I don't, th like, when we think of work done, immediately you go to, you went under the knife. I think when he says work done, that's Botox. And Botox is so fucking popular that I think that's what he is referring to. Botox fillers. I think it's just a matter of celebrities are able to go to the best ones in the world. And yeah. I think that's the difference. You know, once you're able to go to the people that are the best in the world at what they do, rather than, like I said, some Groupon person. Um, I mean, you know, the audience at home, they're not going to be able to see me. He had, this guy, a good-looking guy, he's got – you know, no bags under his eyes, great teeth. Uh, yeah, because so, he's had Botox. Yes, of course. I mean, listen, he admits it too. It doesn't like he, he doesn't hide from it. So it's 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 just refreshing to hear that it's not all 
you could you could go to the gym as much as possible. You could drink as much smart water as possible, but you're still not going to look like Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, like you, the money is required to really maintain that tight, soft skin. It's not natural. Oh no, that's. Uh... And by the way, I gotta say, Christy Brinkley. I don't know what she's been doing. That woman has either the best surgeon, the best genetics, whatever it is, in town. She looks good. She definitely, definitely looks good. She, uh, she, you know what the thing is, but he was right though. Her skin is very thin, which I think that, I don't know how that works. If people are how you would notice, like, how do you even notice someone's skin is thin unless they're like super old? That's, well, she's not the, she's not a young, you know, person. He said when she was young, he could tell that she was going to age like poorly. Nicely. Oh, poorly? Because her skin was so thin. That he was like, yeah. oh, she's not going to age well. I'll tell you what, the best thing my mom ever did for me is when I was like 10 years old. Well, even I can't remember. Ever since I was a young king, my mom always said, as soon as you get out of the shower, put lotion on your face. And I think that was a difference maker. Because I see people now and I'm like, oh, they have a very dry skin. They have a dry face. Where my face is like very mo- – I, I, I'm a big moisturized type guy. I'm always- <laughs> That's the fucking corniest thing I've ever said. But I, I don't know. <laughs> my skin feels healthy. But I'll tell you what, that guy sold me on some butt implants. I'm going to start looking, you know. Oh, he sold me on the dick implant. I'm going. <laughs> you to, um, I like how he's like, we do large, extra large, and enormous King Kong. I, I can only imagine in LA and Miami, it's like a Botox drive through Like, people just keep driving around and just get Botox. They just drive around the corner and just get Botox. It's got to be advertised everywhere. I mean, I've actually been to a Botox party. Where they had a nurse there and basically pay people pay, people drink wine, just get Botox in the middle of the party. That's so and weird. it's funny that one of the girls at the party had a bad reaction to the Botox okay. and her forehead blew up to this it was crazy. Wait, her, so did you get it done? Did I get it done? Yeah, yeah. No, no, I did not get it done. I've never had any uh I've never had fillers, Botox, none of that. Um but I, I kinda I kinda wanna try just just right here on my eyes, just the to curl, see, curl, does it get curl. rid of those little wrinkles? I don't know if, it the, if it's fillers that get rid of the wrinkles or the Botox, but they always say you're supposed to get Botox before you need Botox. Mm-hmm. You know, it's preventative. So I have I have the crow's feet. Is that what they call it? The crow's yeah, feet on the side yeah. of my eyes? Like, uh, I'm probably from squinting so much. But, um, yeah, it's funny because I was at the Botox party, and the girl's forehead blows up. Bigger, like she just fought Mike Tyson for 15 rounds. It's insane. <laughs> and afterwards, nobody at the party got Botox. She like ruined the whole party. The nurse was so pissed. Um, but I did just get a, uh, which is not plastic surgery at all. I just got an IV drip. The mm-hmm. you know like the like after drip. you get drunk or whatever you, after a wild yeah, weekend. I did that recently, which it's interesting. You feel it at first, but I don't know if it's like you. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't you know under the. I, I just wait, wait, I was wait. just so you just got a drip for no reason. So what, what is this is my life, dude. What a crazy life I got. It's so I go with Shaq this past weekend. Shaq was DJing at a uh, an electric zoo in New York City. Okay. And he's DJing at this crazy festival. There's people there's about probably like fifty thousand people, tons of people. And I was with Shaq and they had this uh, you know, in the VIP area, they had for the celebrities and for you know, the celebs they had a uh, a vitamin drip so they could just sit there and IV before or after their sets. And I'm like, 
hell yeah, I'm taking advantage of it. I don't have health insurance. So I, uh, <laughs> so in the middle of like a EDM festival, everyone's on Molly just dancing around. I got a vitamin drip from the nurse there and it was like fine. I don't feel like I was overly hydrated. I don't feel any different. It was just, it was something to do. You know, I, they gave me like a B12 in it. It was fine. I, you know, I don't really know if it really did that much. And I talked to a, uh, um, a pharmacist the next day and she said, it's totally a placebo thing. You don't really feel that stuff. No, but like, I know that when people get drunk then and they have a hangover doing the IV kind of rehydrates them. So that works, but I don't know yeah. about a, just a vitamin drip. Yeah. Maybe I didn't, maybe cause I wasn't drinking and I was just sober. I taken, I didn't really feel that much. Um, and I, you know, I'm pretty decently healthy, so I didn't feel much, but you know, it was something, it was interesting per se. But you, listen, I had a crazy weekend. I was with Shaq and D, went to see him DJ. You had a pretty awesome weekend. Tell Dude, me about it. Was, it was awesome. I had such a fun weekend. So I went to this. It was like the ultimate 902, Beverly Hills 90210 fan event. All right. So Brian Austin Green was taping his podcast, but he wasn't just a normal podcast. He taped it at Torrance High School where they used to film the show. It was West Beverly. So he went back to West Beverly. That's and, wait, hold on. Where even go? That's still an active high school, right? It's still That's an active. Your... When they were filming there, they were filming during the day while kids were like in class. What a fucking distraction that would have been. That is so weird. That's so that's insane. Yeah, so so like he comes back so they, they do this podcast. He brings out Gabrielle Carteris, Ian Ziering. He brings out uh, Carol, the woman that used to play like Brandon and Brenda's mom. Yes. Uh, Joe, the guy that used to play Nat at the diner. Yeah, the, the pit, whatever. Uh, yeah, Peach Pit. Peach uh, Pit. And it was so cool. Tori Spelling was supposed to be there, but uh, apparently she was on vacation. Her daughter got like this crazy ear infection, and the doctor wouldn't let him get on a plane to come back. So she couldn't be there. Um, and the other thing was he did like a whole tribute at the end because Luke Perry was supposed to, he had already said he was going to be coming like a while back. This has been planned out for a really long time. Um, and then obviously he passed away. So they gave a pretty touching thing, but it was just such a cool event. Like all these fans were able to ask questions and come from around the world to it. And, uh, and right at the end, so they go out to that like famous courtyard where like the water fountain is and the staircase in the background, like you know that that location yeah, from sure. the TV show. And they're taking photos, and I just happened to get this, like, spur-of-the-moment exclusive interview with the cast in the courtyard, and this is the first time they've been back in 20 years. That is so cool. It was awesome. And they have diehard fans. Like, I, first of all, I've been watching the show, you know, the Beverly Hills 90210 reboot. I love it. It's The first 20 minutes, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, what is going on? And then I kept watching it, and I start to really – I just like it. I don't – it's it's different. I don't know how to even describe it. It's just different, It's but it's just cool. It's just well shot, well done. And I have to say the acting is very, very good it's on the good. show. Which, and, you know, and I actually – I, I told them that while I was there. I said, you know, I am really impressed with the acting. There was a couple actors on that show that I'm like – I haven't seen them act – you know, let's be honest. I thought it was Tori Spelling. I didn't think that she – would come back. I, I, all I've seen her do is just reality stuff. And a lot of times when people just do reality, they lose their acting chops. And I feel like she's killing it. Tori Spelling is so good. She's a great actress. Jenny Garth, great actress. Brian Austin Green, great actor. 
you know, it's funny because obviously this was their biggest role probably all of them have ever done in their career. Yeah. And a lot of people know them. And we kind of forget that. And, you know, you might look back and be like, oh, they weren't that. But I'm telling you, the acting on the show is great. And they have, like, these obsessive fans. Like, 90210 fans are hardcore. It's it's crazy yeah. how it kind of made what it turned into, you know? Yeah. So so you're with the whole cast. Tell me more about the whole weekend. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, so, um, you know, we just talked about, like, because it was the first time of them being back at the school, I was just like, what, what is it like being here? And they all had their different memories of the school. Because some of the cast actually never filmed at the school. Like, Nat didn't film at the school. He was at the diner. He was on set, you know? Um, was, uh, that done? was that on a studio, or was that uh, a uh, real well, I mean, the facade was, I think, somewhere. But the, oh, the set okay. was, it was a set where they had the, you know, the actual diner inside. Um, but Brian was saying, you know, like most people look at the courtyard and the fountain, like that reminds them of the show. For me, I look at like a wall and I'm, I think about that wall and how I had to stand behind it for two minutes waiting for someone to be like action. And then he would come around to the front. It's just, so it's funny, like his perception of like the school, he remembers standing behind a wall. Ian Ziering said right when he pulled up to the school, he goes, God, I remember the first day pulling up in my Corvette. Do you remember how, like, the first scene of Beverly Hills Night is him pulling up in the Corvette to the front of the school? He's, like, instantly getting here reminded me of that. Um, it, it was just, it was it was a, a fun night and kind of unexpected being able to get, like, this exclusive interview. And uh, I'll see if I can, uh, if, if you want to see it, you can go to my Instagram and check it out. I posted it there and on Facebook and stuff, too. What a show. What a show. Now, were you a Melrose Place guy? Not as much as Beverly Hills 90210. I enjoyed Melrose Place, but it wasn't like my show like 90210 was. What made Melrose Place so appealing? Was it just like sexier? Sex, drugs. Was it just... Yeah, it was like the raunchier. It was like the, I would say, more grown up version of 90210, right? I mean, it's literally young people all living in an apartment building together, getting it on and causing havoc. Whereas this, whereas 90210 was more young high school drama. Crazy. Now, Melrose Place, that's a real, like, condo. People actually live there, correct? Or is that? I uh, i don't know. I just know Melrose Place is, I mean, there's Melrose. And so I think they just kind of picked a condo and went off the drama that could go on in a L.A., you know, community. What a great show. What a great I, show. I mean, look, at, look at Aaron Spelling's list of amazing shows that he had come up with. And look at the list. Look at the amount of money he left his daughter oh. after that. Oh. Well, he actually oh, probably left her a bunch, but uh, Candy Spelling, not not letting any of that get to Tori. What do you think they will ever? What what's Candy Spelling's deal? Why won't she give Tori Spelling any money? They had a big falling out years ago when she went to go get married with Dean. I think it was, and I, if I'm if I am correct, it was like her second marriage, right? Like Dean's not her first marriage. And I think that she wanted basically a million dollar wedding and her mom was like, not a fucking chance. And with your mom telling you, you don't get the wedding. I think that caused bad blood and not until she had grandkids did like the mom start to come around. But I think it, it's just been bitter ever since. What a life. It's, uh, you know, what? on the Beverly Hills 920 show, we, she kind we need of to get Tori on here. We need to ask her have so many questions about that. And so it's many. just, I feel like on the show, she actually 
talks about it a little bit. She kind of like dances around her real life storyline. Well, it's, oh, it's so, interesting. so that was one of the questions that got brought up at the fan event was how much of the show is real or based on real situations. Like, is it 90%? Is it 95? Is it 60%? None of them would answer. We're, I think that's a, that's what they're doing. They're trying to have you. That's the hook. You have to sit there. They want people to sit there and guess, was this really what happened in my life? Is this really yeah. what's going on? Is this, real, is this really how I feel about someone? Is this really, you know, what it's like to be Tory Spelling on a daily basis? Like, they, I think that they really want to push all that. I get it. It's a business, and I don't know. If the, did the show get picked up for a second season yet? Um, it's not even finished being done with the first season, but I, I would say that I'm going to say it's going to be, and it's because it's been a pretty big hit so far for Fox. Well, Dax, this was an interesting episode. I have to go uh, try to get health insurance so I could go talk to my plastic surgeon. Uh, <laughs> I need this penis implant unless the doctor's going to... You know, yeah, hook up if I plug them on my Instagram. Yeah, do we, we need to call up Dr. Miami and be like, do you do any pro bonos? <laughs> yeah. That's the uh, that's the best way to do it. I, have, I need something. <laughs> All right, dude. Well, thank you. Uh, we got another – who do we got coming in next week? AJ we Benza? If you stick around, hang out, we got a lot of good people coming up. It's going to be a busy fall for us. Um, we got a lot of things are happening, so it's going to be really cool. Stick around. Hang out. It's the Hollow Pipeline. My name's Adam Glenn. This is Dax Hall. Thank you for listening. Later.